Hello, Stylish Leaders. Welcome back to this podcast episode. Matthew Simmons here. I'm so excited that you're listening to this episode. We've got another entrepreneurial spotlight here with Tony Stevens. We're so glad that he's here. So again, for those of you who are listening, we want to thank you for listening on all the podcasting platforms, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, and Google. Thank you for listening. And again, continue to share those links, get the word out, and follow us on Instagram and YouTube at Stylish Leadership. All right. So this one we're going to be talking about what Tony Stevens does. So Tony Stevens is a friend of mine. He's a business coach, financial coach. He is an entrepreneur. He's on Instagram, making it happen. He's out. He's out there. He's young, hustling. He's making things happen. He's making a difference in the world. He's lead. He's a leader of men and women, and he's doing an amazing job. So Tony, welcome to the podcast. We're glad that you're here. Thank you for having me. That's awesome, man. So tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of maybe your background and entrepreneurship business. You know, kind of some things that might be important, and then kind of the things that you're doing now, and then we'll kind of go from there. Absolutely. Um, uh, first of all, very excited about definitely being on the podcast. So I know that what you talk about some different thought ideas and really carrying um, those things to really uh, transition people to a whole different level of thinking and level of life. So I really, really appreciate the platform and definitely having me a guest. Uh, my background is uh, very uh, interesting and um, it's, it's crazy how things come together and interesting. I was, um, I'm originally from Tyler, Texas, a little small country town. Uh, if you know about Tyler, Texas, um, you know, but I always as a young kid, I always had golden dreams of being somebody different, significant. Um, I grew up on the MTV Cribs days. Oh, know, I remember those, the... <laughs> yeah. I remember those days, yeah. <laughs> they had the Cribs style, the refrigerator, and they had the lifestyle. And, and I said, man, I want that lifestyle. But I, I felt like I was sold American dream, but in the economy, living an American nightmare. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I wanted a whole different way of life. And, you know, I saw different leaders, you know, of a young age and, um, and uh, a little bit more, more mature. And I said, hey, I want to be able to have that lifestyle. But, um, and so as my entrepreneur endeavors as a little kid, I had this little small candy store. Um, I said, hey, you know what, boom. Um, I see entrepreneurs make things happen. And I wanna work with the mindset that creates what happens from the chairs to the, the glass that people wear on their face and every single thing that comes from an entrepreneurial mindset. And they see like the people that create things from scratch. And I want the lifestyle and they believe, I believe that they have the best luxury, luxurious life. And so I started off with having like a little uh, candy store. Um, I went to my local store, got the candy at wholesale, and started selling at retail. And, um, and it was it, it sparked the whole idea that man, I can sell different things for uh, candy for uh, kids in my neighborhood. And I was about like 11 years old, and I said, man, I can really make something a difference. So it started as a young age, my entrepreneur mindset, and then grown grew to um, when I went to school at UNT. Um, and I said, hey, you know what? I really want to be able to make a difference, make an impact. But I'm confronted with the, the corporate world that, man, you know, overworked, underpaid, literally have more month than the money. And I said, man, there has, I know that, you know, that has groomed me in a past of being around peers and uh, mentors to where I am today. And, um, and so here, long story short, now in charge, I'd be one of the, a um, uh, huge position, a regional vice president in my company. We have more than 3,000 offices for United States, Guam, and Canada, and making a difference. And not only that, being able to impact millions, saying, hey, you know what? You can have those goals and dreams. You know, the, the lifestyle that you saw, um, the, the, the things that you want to retire your parents on, and the different things, you can have the gifts in your heart. 
all you need is mentorship. So I love being a business life coach, teaching people here and, um, and delving into the financial world on how they can have their ultimate lifestyle. I think that's important because a lot of people forget their dreams, golden dreams, because they things happen in life. And yeah. I, love, I love to be a beacon of hope that can do that. Yeah, example. absolutely. Life happens in life, you know, between bills and rent and mortgage and all these car payments and student loans. That steals all the dreams that people have because people have all these, you know, if you ever look at a child and you ask them, what do you want to be when you grow up? They always give these sometimes outlandish answers, but sometimes they give these really big, deep answers and they don't see a limit on themselves, you know. They really don't see a limit on themselves. And unfortunately, we let our dreams shrink to the size of our paycheck a lot of times. Mm. And um, and that's yes. just so sad. And so it's good that you are out there because sometimes a lot of leaders out there listening to this, they might feel like they're doing the same thing but they feel like they're alone. So it's good to know that they're not alone, that there's people out there that are actually doing this. And uh, this is a generation that needs it. Hey, you know, on, on my path to discovery as I was uh, developing to a person, I found out that as I'm around more peers and more people that you know that help me elevate my um, uh, different level of thinking. Someone I always heard my peers, my uh, my mentor said, "Hey, you know what? You are the you are the you are like the people that you hang around yourself with. Show me your five closest friends. I'll show you your future." And I said, "Okay, well, the key to everything is mentorship." And I said, man, as I was grooming and developing, being around these mentors that have like making six figures and, you know, seven figures and uh, six figures a month, I said, man, okay. And I started learning these different habits. Mm -hmm. And they told me, man, Tony, the foundation to wealth is really your daily habits. You have to really control your identity. And so one of the things is he said, man, that your identity, for instance, he said that your identity is the governor of your life. It's what you know stops people or uh, or push people forward to really get what they want in life. And he said you only take from the table of life what you believe you deserve. So you say, hey, you know what? Boom. That's why you see individuals that have uh, you know they win the lottery and then all of a sudden they lose it immediately. They have not grown into that person to become that. Mm-hmm. So my uh, my path of self discovery, I learned to pick up different books, listen to audio tapes, have different mentor. Uh, mentors and really grow my identity and make a difference. I think that's the key uh, thing that, you know, in order to go to the next level, you rise a little bit your mentorship. Mentorship is key. Absolutely. Because uh, your, your your income will increase by the sum total of how many books you read or how you're mentored and all that. I've heard a wise leader say that. And I think that the reason that a lot of people don't do that is because they think it's a waste of time. But I've, I'm an avid reader and, you know, yeah. you, you know me well. You know, I mean, I read 81 books last year. I'm reading... I mean, I've read a book a month for the past like three years or something, you know, consistently because I want to be mentored by those authors. Yeah. So I've been mentored. And this is why a lot of people, people don't understand that mentorship comes from gleaning information. So it could be in person, it could be in audio, it could be in this podcast form. So I could be mentoring people right now that I've never met around the world. Yes. Um, and that's why you should listen to these things. I mean, so I've been listen- I've been mentored by guys like uh, Grant Cardone, Joel Osteen. Uh, Gil, uh, Dale Carnegie, yes, uh, all yes. these individuals. I mean, you have all these guys, and then and some of these guys, John Wooden, yes. Tony Dungy, Don Shula. I've been mentored by all of these individuals. Now, some people, John Maxwell is a, is a big mentor of mine. Now, people will say, you know all those individuals? Some of those individuals are deceased. Mm-hmm. And I say, well, I know them through their works. Okay? Yeah. They mentor me through their books. They mentor me through their YouTube videos or through their, their, their TED Talks or whatever that they've done in the past. And it's timeless. And it's timeless. So yes. that's why I need to be mentored. So on my shelf, I have all these mentors. And then I have some personal ones that are in my life physically, like my pastor. I have business coaches. 
but that's the benefit of being mentored. Yes. You're gaining all these perspectives. And a lot of people don't understand that. They're just like, well, I don't have time to read or I don't like to read. Well, if you knew what reading would do for your mind, you would enjoy reading. Yes. Because you, know, you would know what you're gaining from it. And I love that you pointed that out because we literally have uh, 75,000 random thoughts a day. It's a lot of thoughts. 75,000. <laughs> and they said, I heard from my audio, 91% of our life is already programmed. So we're living the same day over and over and over again. But we have 9% conscious effort of thought. So we can really alter our life by changing our habits and really getting the ideas uh, from other thought leaders. Because when you think about your thoughts, where your thoughts come from? Well, they come from your five senses. Mm -hmm. you no, know, so your ear gate, your eye gate, you know, you feeling that's what, you know, constructs your thoughts. Yeah. So if I'm looking at that, if I'm listening to audio tapes, I'm reading books, all of a sudden I'm really gauging that 9%. Now I'm able to change my life because I believe in order to change your whole life, momentum is key. The small wins every single day. That's what momentum is. Small wins. Getting better every single day. And all of a sudden, it's just like running. You're running a little bit today, and tomorrow you run a little bit more, and then you start getting in shape. Same thing as, you know, you um, as, as you're you're playing in sports. Momentum, it, it can make a, a average person look great or, uh, or even legendary and harnessing momentum. So doing something every single day, growing, reading books, 10 pages of, uh, 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 um, of a day of a book, or listen to audio tapes. I think that's crucial in order to scale and grow your identity and go to the next level. Yeah, and, and all you have to do is read uh, 10 pages a day, 10, 12 pages a day. That's maybe about 30 minutes a day. You can read a book in a month because the average book's around 200, 250 pages. Yeah. That's easy to do. The average CEO reads between, what, 60 to 80 books a year? Yes. But yet the average American reads less than a book a year after they graduate high school and college. So it's not a, a wealth gap because, I mean, the, to be in the 1% in the United States today, you have to make $400,000. Yes, yes. Four to $500,000. So it's not this exorbitant amount of money. I told that to a gentleman the other day, and he's like, really? He's thinking it's billions and billions. It's just four hundred grand a year. Now, if you're in the entrepreneurial world or even if you're just in the corporate world, it doesn't take that much effort. Just be good at a skill or two, climb the corporate ladder, or just build a business. Um, it, it might take you a, maybe a decade, but you can get there. I mean, it's not this like I have to spend 80 years and I have to cheat all these people out of it. I mean, that's what the, that's what all these movements have thought these rich people are. Yes. They just applied themselves for a short period of time, so it's not as difficult as we think. But the reason it's not difficult for them is because of what they put in their mind. Scripture says, as a man thinketh, so is he. Yes. So what people are thinking, I wonder how many of those 75,000 thoughts are negative or positively negative. Yeah, uh, I would venture to say probably 80 to, 80 to 95% of them are. Well, yeah. I can't do that. Or, well, you know, maybe next time. Or, those are all negative from a negative I can't perspective. Yeah. And, and, and that's key because, you know, as you're growing to a whole different level of life, you know, definitely know what you're thinking and, and making sure you're protecting yourself a haven so you can grow. Um, because life is a fight for territory. The moment you stop fighting for what you want, what you don't want, um, automatically takes over. And that's the just reality. And, 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 and I found out that, you know, in even in identity, I'm giving some different nuggets on exactly what I found out was crucial because like I said, the foundation to success is daily habits. Yeah. Um, you know, every single day, getting those little small wins. And then once you do that, also you become your ultimate version. Mm -hmm. If you think about our whole body, our body, our cells replace itself every single second. Our cells. 
you know, our skeleton structure, I heard it, 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 it changes every like within 10 years, at least 10 years, it, it, it changes, right? So if our, if, our, if our body is changing, replacing itself, how important is it for our thoughts to replace itself to a better you know, life? You know, uh, getting better every single day. I think we should be growing every single, not only day, but every single year, you know, and get to the next level. And then once you do that, hey, if my body replaces itself, I need to be re replace myself and become my ultimate version by the small wins every single day. Um, one of the mentors, and I do a motivation call every single morning, mad call, motivation, accountability, and devotion. And I was talking to individuals about your identity. Like I said, identity is the governor of your life. You only get from life what you feel like that you deserve. And so he said there was just three points, three ways on how you can change your identity. The one, the first one is you want to make sure as you change your identity, you want to make sure that you have your circle. You know, um, and let me backtrack. Identity is the governor of your life. So like, let's say that your life is already set at 70 degrees. Let's say you're in a house and it's set at 70 degrees. No, the house is set at 70 degrees and a cold air comes in the house. What the, um, the house will do is it'll heat up life. It will heat up the room until the thermostat in life until it feels its most comfortable at 70 degrees. No, if it's hot outside, uh, cold air, uh, hot air comes inside the household, then it will cool life back down to 70 degrees. The thermostat, the regulator of the house, to uh, what it what it what it controls. So the thermostat controls the whole environment. So our, our whole life, as you grow your identity, you're getting better and being around a lot more peers so you heat up your life and what you believe you deserve. So he said, one of the things is as you control your identity in order to get to the next level, you know, because you're perfect at this moment, mm -hmm. in order to go to the next moment, you have to, you know, be a different person. So he said, the first thing is having people that are a lot better than you. Mm -hmm. I love, I know that we all are weak at different areas, maybe, you know, spiritual, health wise, and we all glean from each other, different levels. So he said, have, having a peer group that's a lot, a higher temperature as, as you are. It's just like if you go into a valley and a valley, the water line goes up and it comes down, that water line is raised up higher and all of a sudden you become the average of that water line. So in life, you got to be people like they're making a lot more to you. They'll make you feel uncomfortable. You, you need people that say, hey, no, I need to clean my room because it's my standard. They, yeah. Yeah, they expect a different standard from you. Yeah. So you need those people. So they say, OK, I need to raise my standard. And all of a sudden you become the average of those people. So he said the first thing is raising your association that you have. He said this, the, the, also the second thing is, you know, you want to define your story. You know, you got to be making sure a narrative of your life every single day. What is your new story? Because like in a mirror, if you're in a car, the windshield is the biggest and a rearview mirror is the smallest because you should be focused on the windshield, right? So if you're always focused on the past, then you're really focusing on the uh, your past story. Every single success story focuses on the bigger vision in front of it. So you should always be constructing. Your, your future should be a lot bigger than your past. If you're only living in your past, then you, um, you're you taken away from what could be created in the future. You, you should always be creating something, creating a new, new story every single day and making that happen. And one other thing he told me is, you know, you got to let go of some things that you need at first um, in, in order to go to the next level. So you can't you can't go to second base holding on to first. You know, some different things that you have that brought you to this moment, you know, they created this moment 
But in order for you to go to the next moment, it might not need that skill set. Maybe introduce yourself. You say, hey, you know what? I need to do this to uh, you know, build my confidence up. They introduce somebody, uh, myself to somebody. And then all of a sudden, you already gain that skill set. You're a lot better than that. So you got to definitely let go of those old habits, those old ideas, uh, so you can grow into the next person. And that becomes your new standard. So like I said, the first thing is your associations is so important. The second thing is creating a new story every single day. You know, what is my new story? What is my new story for today? What's my new story tomorrow? Always recreating yourself. And the third thing is let go of those other limited beliefs that you had that brought you to this moment, but now you're moving on to the next moment. You can't hold, you can't go to second base, hold on to first. And that's been crucial. I learned, man, man these are little small fundamental steps. But that's all through mentorship, I learned. Absolutely. And so I think that's key. Yeah, and I liked how you said about your association. Our parents always said said this to me growing up. Everyone's parents, mine, yours. Be careful you hang around because yeah. you're going to become <laughs> like them. And I remember they, I would ask about, hey, can a friend come over? Well, who is his friend? What do they do? What do they, they were so careful who I hung out with because yeah. they understood the principle of you're going to become like that person because they're going to influence you. But for some reason, as adults, we lose that. Yes. And we just, we lose that in our mindset, we start thinking, well, I can just hang around anybody. Well, if you hang around people who have a mindset that is a full of is full of lack yes. and poverty, I'm reading a book now by um, Robert Morris, Blessed Life, and in the Sunday sermon, I'll talk about it. But um, but we're gonna unpack it there, but I'm gonna unpack it a little bit here. He's talking about how people have a lack mentality. They feel ashamed for having God bless them. There's so mm. many people who have this lack mentality of, well, I can't have nice things because fill in the blank. And if you're gonna hang around those people all the time, but you wanna be a leader and have an abundant mindset and do big things, you're gonna constantly be drugged back down to where they are. That's right. Your, what is it, your five friends is gonna show me your five friends and I'll show you what your income will be. That's right. But it'll also show you what your influence will be, where, you're, where you'll be, you know, it's just, it's just gonna be the way it is. So that's why you always wanna hang around people and associate with people who are better off than you. Yes. And that takes a lot of humility because, you know, it's very natural for us to be arrogant and say, you know, flex our muscles and say, well, I, I'm just gonna be the big fish in a little pond. Mm -hmm. When you just need to be, you just need to be a big fish in a big pond with big fish. That's right, you know? that's right. So you gotta get there first. I mean, you're, gonna, <laughs> you're gonna suck at first, you're gonna be small, you're gonna be outnumbered, but you're gonna learn fast. Yes. And the best way to get an education is just to go do it, you know? Yeah, and I love that you point out to that, and like one, of you, one thing you said is definitely making sure that you're staying around from neg uh, negative influence of people because your thought, your mind is so, so powerful. Well, let's say you say, oh man, well, I'm around somebody that's my close member. Are you saying this all my family members? No, I'm not saying that not at, all. at all. I'm saying there's a season of separation. Yeah. You know, there's time like, hey, you know what? Boom, I know I spend time with you, but hey, you know what? I need to go to my room and listen to audio tapes, some motivational tapes. I can spend limited time uh, with you. I can love on you, but you also have to uh, teach people how to, you. You have to teach people how they can, you, they can treat you. Yeah. Right. And a season of separation, so love on them, but you know immediately go back. Say you know what? I need to be around peer groups that will help me go to the next level. One thing I had to uh, talk this morning. I talked about uh, check your expiration date. Yeah. I'll explain this. Watch yeah. this. So, um, you know, in the morning it was one uh, yesterday morning. I had a huge hunger for some cereal. And I'm not sure what everyone's favorite food is. You know, mine per se is uh, Frosted Flakes. You know, people might have Cocoa Pebbles. Uh, they might be uh, uh, Rice Krispie Treats, all that. But my, I have a hunger for Frosted Flakes. So in life, we have a hunger for, you know, success, hunger for significance, hunger for a difference. But, um, and, and, and you might have that hunger. So when I was looking at that, um, you, you definitely have a taste for something different. 
Now, uh, uh, Frosted Flakes example is metaphor. Frosted Flakes, you know, whole grains of sugar and, and oh, it's very nutritious, delicious. Now, I found that there's two people in the world, man. There's two people. The first person is the person that pours the milk in before the cereal. The second person is to pour the cereal in before the milk. Now, that's the first person, the first scenario, I'm praying for you. <laughs> but I think you should always pour the cereal in first before the milk. So, <laughs> as I'm waiting, and I believe that as I have my, uh, my box of cereal, my Frosted Flakes, and then my milk, I'm waiting for this, uh, this, this Frosted Flakes ministry. <laughs> and uh, I think that the, uh, you know, the highest form of faith is preparation. You're yeah. preparing for something, you know, yeah. you're preparing for success. So as I got this milk from the, um, from the refrigerator, you know, as I pulled the milk close to me, I opened up the cap and sheesh, it had a huge stench, like a nasty stench. And I immediately pushed the milk away from me and I looked at it and on the cover on it, it said the expiration date. So I looked at the milk and, you know, I was like, man, it's expired. So I thought about myself, thought to myself, how many times do we have like the expired milk? You won't put something that you have a taste for that's expired on something great. The cereal is my potential, right? Mm -hmm. The milk was expiration. How many of us have expired people pouring on our potential? Yeah. Expired habits, their, th uh, their expired thoughts and ideas that we pour onto our potential, which is like the cereal, but into our life, they pour onto us and they're expired. Their old thoughts and ideas like, oh, you can't do this. Or you know, you've been this person before. We let expired people pour on our potential. Now I believe that if you have pour something that's expired on something that you have a taste for, you have a tummy ache. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. So you never put something expired on something you have a taste for. So as I looked at this milk, and usually on a milk, if it has or anything, it has an expiration on there. And expiration date already shows the label on what covers the milk. So sometimes we can look at negative th uh, people, thoughts, ideas. They're just negative Nancy's. They have mm -hmm. their own thoughts and ideas. And we start getting their opinions and their beliefs. And we keep on pouring our their their uh, negativity on our potential, on our goals and dreams, on our negativity and the toxicity, um, you know, the habits on there. And we start becoming that. Yeah. So, like I said, you get a tummy ache and you keep on pouring what's expired. So, as a reasonable adult, I got the expired milk. I already saw what it said on the label on it that it was expired. I got the milk. I poured it right in the sink because I want it to contaminate the, uh, the cereal, which is my potential. But once I did that, I went to the refrigerator and I got me a new carton of milk. So in life, how many times do we need to go to the refrigerator of our life? You know, get those new goals and dreams. Listen to other mentors, peers, and say, hey, you know what, I'm pouring to leave. We got a whole fridge of potential that we have in there. All we just need to go to the refrigerator to get those different associations, the different books, the different mentors. We mm -hmm. keep on pouring things expired on our potential. Yeah. So as I went to a refrigerator again, I got the new milk and it said, hey, available for 30 days. Good for 30 days. So now I got that milk and I poured that on my cereal. Now I can really enjoy my destiny. 
So sometimes we need to go back in our, 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 our refrigerator in our life. Stop pouring something expired on our potential. It shows on the label. Sometimes we have peers and all that, and they might be, don't know how to treat you, but you say, you know what? I want to be able to go to the next level, but you got to make sure that you don't pour what's expired on something you have a taste for, or you don't have a tummy ache. I think that's key. It is key. Don't let negative people shape your future. Yes. Just love them. Don't, don't, don't discard them, but just don't let them shape your future. Yes. So many people do that. And uh, another point on what you were saying, uh, so my stylist, my fashion stylist that worked with me when I was first starting out in my style game, he said, Matthew, I want you to go to your closet and I want you to look at what doesn't fit you. Because he, he, he went through, you know, he said, you think he, because I'm like, well, I have a closet full of clothes. He said, yeah, but they don't fit. He said, imagine it's like a refrigerator and you have a refrigerator full of expired food. And if you go into the refrigerator and you say, oh, I don't need to get any food because it's, it's, it's full, but it's all expired. It's all like that milk. It's all expired. <laughs> it's old. It's rotten. But if you don't get rid of that, you're going to think, well, I don't need to get anything new. I don't need to put anything new in there. I don't have to go. I don't need to go shopping for anything new because it's full. Yeah. So he gave me the analogy for my closet. So as I started going through things that things that really didn't fit me the best way they could, mm-hmm. I started realizing that I had an empty closet. I didn't have as much clothes as I thought I did. So that made me go buy new clothes. So the point I'm making here is this, so many people have negative, I'm gonna go with thoughts first, because people who are negative in our lives, mostly, most of the time they're negative because they have not cleaned out their negative thought fridge. That's right. So, I mean, there's only gonna be a handful of people that just need to get rid of them because they're just just legally gonna be trouble for you. But that's few and far between most of the time. Most of the other time, they're just gonna be people that they're just gonna be they're just going to be negative and they don't they need a mint they need a mentor and someone to model it for them. Yeah. So you need to go clean out your mental thought fridge first. So that means you got to get rid of all your insecurities, you got to work through those, you got to get all those self-limiting habits out of there, the I can't affirmations. Yes. Get all those out of your fridge there because once you start doing that, you'll start realizing that your mind is is empty and in need of those positive thoughts, those dreams to come back, you know, and those the spirituality to come back and the positive habits to come back. Then you start saying, "Man, I need to fill my mind up." I need to edify my spirit because as a man thinketh, so is he. So you're going to start thinking on those positive things. You're going to put the scriptures in there. You're going to put positive, you know, all these different positive affirmations in there. You're going to put mentorship in your life. And then you're going to be buying new thoughts and putting it in there daily. Yes. Because it says in scripture, renew your mind. Yes. And that's what they're talking about. Renewing your mind, getting those new thoughts, getting rid of the old. Take captive of those thoughts, imagination, get rid of them and put in those new thoughts. And that's put in your fridge, your mental fridge, like you were saying, mm-hmm. getting rid of those old expired habits and thoughts that maybe they were good for you at a certain time, but you don't need those anymore. Seasons, yep. yep. Seasons for everything. Because, I mean, there were things I did in college that got me through college I don't, that I can't use now. That's it. Or there were just some bad things you just need to get out of there. You yeah. know, the moldy cheese is never going to be <laughs> yeah. good, you know. So just kind of go through that mental exercise out there. If you're listening to that, you know, make sure that you're constantly cleaning out the mental junk in your in your head. Yeah to allow for new things because then that's when you're going to grow. Let God prune those out of you and then take initiative to say, God, let me help you in the process of pruning some of this stuff out of me. Yeah, I think that's also like, I love that you shared about that. It's really being, um, uh, having that, being intentional living, intentional growth plan. You know, what I want, the whole, my whole idea of what my lifestyle I want to be, you know, what is my game plan for doing that? Okay, well, I need to build more associations, be around uh, peer groups, listen, listen to more books. All that and pruning, like you said, some of those things out from, you know, what was 
is handicapping you. Mm-hmm. It says, do not be conformed by this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. Yeah. And that's so, so key and so, so important for your growth. And when you're intentionally growing and have the growth plan and you have an ultimate vision, all of a sudden you start pushing yourself closer to that goal and dream so you're intentionally growing yeah and it's easier now than ever library cards are free you got places like amazon and half price books you can get <laughs> discounts you got all these different places like that you know bible apps are free there's bibles in every hotel room you know yes. just in and and find so you there's knowledge out there there's wisdom out there for free to yes. gain it people say oh i can't listen to youtube listen to audiobooks don't let we live in the 21st century this is the most amazing time to be alive. You have the whole world at your fingertips. You have more power in your cell phone than that they had in the spaceship that took them to the moon. Literally. Literally. Yeah. And you can access the whole world in like a nanosecond. Don't let an excuse say, well, but I don't like... They can't say it's hard to get anymore. Yeah. This isn't like the Middle Ages or something. We, it's not hard to get. It's just you're lazy to get it. Yes. So don't let, don't find an excuse not to self-improve and grow, you know, and you say, well, I can't find a mentor. Well, walk into a small business and just say, can you mentor me on how to do business? I mean, you've built one here yourself. Yeah. And just go door to door until you can find one. But you don't have to do it that extreme. Just reach out to me and Tony. Mm-hmm. We'll be happy to help you. Yeah. Um, whether you know us or not, it doesn't matter. Um, but that's the point go out there and a winner is going to finish strong no matter what that's it and you just got but we're getting people we're getting them to be a winner first yes and now there's winners listening to this if you're a winner we have stuff for you too but we're getting people to be a winner yeah taking average ordinary people and equipping them to do extraordinary things because god doesn't see you through your limitations like you do yes but you got to get again you got to get that stinking thinking out of your mind that negative loop tape has to be changed yes yes and don't be be afraid of making attempts. You know, a lot of people believe, hey, what is the opposite of success? If I ask you what's the opposite of success, what would you immediately say? People would say failure. Failure, right? Yeah. But as you know, and as we know, it's settling. You know, yeah. settling for what you uh, have in life. Yeah. And, um, and so um, the opposite from success is not failure, it's settling. So if I know that, let me continually grow. If you wanted all the individuals that... Uh, close friends and you know mentors alike they say hey you know what I felt a lot faster I felt more rapidly so yeah attempting you going forward and you know feeling forward and learning from that and redesigning and say you know what I won't use this to track my life so I get back on the path for success and you're always propelling forward so do not be afraid of feeling that's actually getting you closer to success, failing forward and learning from it. Yeah. And that's key. That's yeah. key. Failing is your best teacher and yeah. is your best mentor. So many people are afraid to fail, but really failure just shows you a way not to do something. Yes. Yeah, Peter J. Daniels was um, who's a Australian billionaire was asked about his about his failures in business and I can't remember his exact quote or his exact number, but he said, I'm gonna paraphrase what he said. He said, So well, I learned six ways not to do it or something like that and and I think Thomas Edison said the same thing roughly about I learned 9,000 ways not to do it or something yes. like that. You just learn ways not to do something. Yes. And I mean, I failed in entrepreneurship daily. And I just <laughs> learned, I learned, well, that, that approach didn't work, that script didn't work, that method didn't work, that timing didn't work, that ideology didn't work, that this didn't work. So just either change myself or change that, but always grow and change and let, let the method of how you accomplish your goal maybe tw- tweak that but always have the goal in mind you know? yes 
And a lot of people aren't as flexible. You got to be flexible when you do this as a leader, you know? Yeah. And one of the things I want to last uh, I thought um, I want to share with this. Now, I love what Albert Einstein said. He said, imagination is a preview of life's up and coming attractions. Mm -hmm. So we all know it's going to take grit, work ethic, all that. Um, to really go to your goals and dreams, right? Mm-hmm. Faithful Outworks is dead. Yeah. You no, know, but as we're building, you know, as you start working, then you're going to start getting glory and favor. And then that's when you're supposed to enact faith. That's when you're supposed to start believing. Yeah. But in Hebrews 11 and 1, it says, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Okay, so what is the uh, things hoped for? Like your goals and dreams. I believe your real life is really your imagination. You yeah. know, uh, you know, um, you know, that's your those things hope for. You don't know how it's gonna happen, but you know it's out there. But what's the evidence of things not seen? Like I said just two seconds ago, Albert Einstein said imagination is a preview of life's up and coming attractions. I believe imagination is really your real life. Mm-hmm. It's a preview of life's up and coming attractions. But the thing is no one else can see your imagination. So if they can't see it. The biggest way to kill a big dream is to tell the small-minded individuals, mm-hmm. right? They can't see your big goal and dreams, right? They cannot see what's in your head. That's really God's preview of your finished life. That's what life he wants you to have. You know, we keep on telling our big goals and dreams to small-minded individuals. They don't see it. Yeah. You know, everyone can see, but few have vision. So the purpose of why you can't sleep at night or you wake up early in the morning, you say, I can't get this thought idea out of my way or my, my thought process because that's really a preview of life's up and attractions. That's really a real life. All you have to do is put some work ethic in and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to pursue my vision of excellence. I'm going to make a difference. And I believe that, like in the scripture says, you have not because you ask not. You know, if we literally up our ask, God will up his gift. You know, God is fair, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, God, please let me pay off my car note. Doesn't he always? Yeah. Won't you ask God for a new car? Yeah. We come off a lot all the time. Yeah. Uh, God, please let me pay my rent. Well, won't you ask God for a new house, right? Yeah. A mortgage, right? Yeah. So I don't believe that God lives in your paycheck. Yeah. You have not because you ask not. Yeah. People say, oh, man, you got enough already. You know what? I'm not in a need business. I'm in a want business. I serve a big God. So yeah. you say, you know what? These are a preview of my uh, life's coming attractions. This, my imagination in my real life. Pursue that idea. And if people don't see it, you know, everyone can see, but you have vision. Just pursue that excellence and that greatness, your imagination, because that's really your real life. Hey, that's awesome, man. So thanks, for to- uh, Tony, for coming on. So where can they find, where can uh, the individuals find you? Yeah, so if you go to Instagram, you can find me, billionaire zero to 100. So billionaire uh, zero, the number zero, the number uh, two, two, which is T-O, 100. So billionaire zero to 100. And then also, you can look me up on Facebook, Tony Stevens, T-O-N-Y-S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S, the second. You can also find me there. So billionaire zero to 100, billionaire, the number zero, the two T, uh, T-O, and 100, the number 100. And Tony Stevens the second on uh, Facebook. Excellent. So reach out to Tony if you need any. Uh, and he's here in the Dallas Fort Worth area, as am I. So if you're in the Dallas area, reach out to us. Uh, you know where to find me on Instagram, Stylish Leadership. So again, thank you for tuning in. So again, own your own style, my friends. You're fearfully wonderfully made. Catch us in the next podcast episode. It's going to be amazing. Peace and God bless. Thank you.